0: Touchdown passes last year. This one's knocked up. Bowers tips it to himself, and he'll score. by Kayla Deluxe, who has the ball and is heading toward
1: the end zone. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 60 of College Football Talk. We have made it 60 episodes in, making that our ascent to 100 mm-hmm. episodes. Um, but... What seemed like a, just a regular pod tonight has become an absolute bombshell that what a great night to choose because we have, you know, college football playoff national title talk about yeah. what happened there. Michigan won, obviously, as you saw. Um, we have big-time news out of the transfer portal. Um, you know, winners and losers of the week. we got a bunch of hot questions. But the biggest thing tonight, we will get right into it here in a second. Alabama head coach Nick Saban has retired Mm-hmm. He has hanging up whatever cleats or shoes he has. And I mean, him he, and Miss Terry are getting that police escort out of Tuscaloosa and heading to wherever they want to go. I'll probably to the lake house. He loves his lake house. So I, I think he probably ends up at
2: ESPN as a.
1: He'll just be on McAfee show and you know
2: probably McAfee yeah. show and then game day, but um. This is probably the biggest news to come out of the sport in a long time, as yeah. far as from like a coaching, coaching this, aspect. This is the biggest retirement since what? Probably, which is crazy. Um Probably what Bowden, maybe in two thousand ten, or somewhere
1: around. I mean the. I mean, there's been some big time coaching know. I mean, you have but
2: on, on on the like the standard of Nick Saban. To be fair, there's nobody at Nick Saban.
1: No. You know what I mean? And even, and you look at the professional level today. Uh Pete Carroll, Seahawks head coach, yep. mm-hmm. stepping down after 14 seasons. Oh, and Similar guy. age in that 70 range. So mm-hmm. crazy that you know Bill Belichick not going to be around much longer in New England. Uh yep. nonetheless, so we'll get that shortly. Make sure you guys are subscribing. Uh we yes. are trying to ascend, guys. So if you're watching and you're not subscribed, just hit that big red button. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Helps us out. Helps yeah. you out because you get to watch and listen, and uh, make sure you guys are liking the videos on YouTube, following along mm-hmm. on Spotify if you are a audio type person. Yeah. So, we will get right into it now. So Nick Saban's retiring, and it's an absolute bombshell. It got dropped probably around. I think it's like five thirty-ish today. Yeah. I want to say
2: um, I think this it was like is five thirty.
1: Recorded. It's being recorded I... about. This is Wednesday, January tenth. This is happening, we're recording. So just a couple hours ago, yeah. Uh, just accolades, Nick Saban, seven national titles, six at Bama, one at LSU, mm-hmm. 12 conference titles, yeah. uh, 11 SEC championships. Yeah. Spent 109 weeks as number one in the country, uh, more than any other program in the history of college football. Never had mm-hmm. a losing season. Yeah. He went 199-16. and 16 That is correct. Um, Yeah. In total, as a head coach, Mm -hmm. he is the only head coach to win a title in three different decades. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Um, Yeah. Spent time at LSU, spent time in the pros as an assistant with the Browns, as a head coach with the Dolphins. He's at Michigan State and obviously at Bama from 07 or 08. Never forget Toledo. Toledo, you know you gotta have your See, yeah that
2: one Mac. I saw I saw somebody post his accolades and under like the SEC championships, it said one Mac championship and I was yes, there it is. That's that one title play. right there. There it <laughs> is. But, um, you know we'll, we'll we'll be talking about the legacy of Nick Saban for the next you know just like just like people still talk about Bear Bryant today, right? Yeah. We'll be talking about his legacy probably until college football isn't a sport anymore.
1: I mean Nick Saban arguably the greatest coach of all time mm-hmm. is, I mean, he already, he already had a statue built of him outside of the football yeah. state. He was still coaching. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that just shows you how well and respected and how good of a coach he was what he did as just a pure dominant standpoint. Yeah. So head coach is just can't be,
2: um, can't I, I don't, be, I don't know if it will ever be matched. No, it won't I mean, ever
1: be matched. Um, the coaching tree Mm-hmm. Is certainly one that is as impressive. I mean, names like I saw a list today, tonight it was guys like Kirby Smart, Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, Billy Napier, Jimbo Fisher, Brian Dable, Jason Mario Garrett, Christabel. Mario right. Cristobal, uh, Dan Lanning, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Gase, Bill Bill O'Brien, uh, Mar- uh, freaking what's his name? Uh, we were just talking about. Him. Oh, I mean, there's Mike Loxley, yeah. uh, uh, Mel Tucker, you know, a little asterisk. Now, the list
2: doesn't, it doesn't seem to end. When it comes no, to I it mean, to and
1: it. then there's the assistants, like yeah, Will Muschamp, Glenn Schumann. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Lane Kiffin, I, I don't know if I said him or not, but, uh, you know, yeah, the yeah, list is yeah. massive. I mean, the trees, it's a, a giant tree, the branches sprouting out with just all types of coaches from head coach down to the uh, analyst level. That are all throughout. So I mean, there's just numerous coaches. What he's done for the sport, it's crazy. Um, but you know, is with him gone. Before we get into like who we thinks going to be in that next that who's filling in the next spot, who would you say is the net? Who is right now the top? We'll say top three coaches in America.
2: With him out of there, in order, top five
1: would go top five, I guess.
2: Top five in order, that's tough. I would go number one, without a doubt, clear number one is Kirby Smart. For sure. There's not, There's. I mean, he's. it's almost like if we did it in a tier list, right? There's top of it is Kirby Smart. Everybody else is below that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're a tier below. I would go my number two would probably be Harbaugh right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long he'll be at number two, but like, you know.
1: Yes, well, that's, that's just going to be determined if he wants to leave.
2: Exactly. And I think after that, it's kind of just like, it's really hard. Everybody kind of just, nobody really sticks out as much, right? I would look at more, I would look at,
1: you know, Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, what he's done, it's he's ridiculous. He might be on pace if they wouldn't have blundered. And now some, a lot of people are saying that, you know, what if he threw the game this year, knowing it was his spot, his, his I, know, I was seeing... <laughs> one of his good, and his best friends' final time. You know, I was which gonna say, I, that's another I, as, conspiracy
2: theory I was looking at.
1: Not a good, not the best conspiracy theory for a lot of Georgia fans out there, but yeah, um, you know, cost them a national title. They think, in their opinion, yeah. um, based off of what I watched on Monday night. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that you know Kirby Smart was right there. He's going to be yeah. the clear guy going forward with the mm-hmm. classes
2: he's bringing in and the
1: dominance. Yeah. He'll be good.
2: We'll see how much the Atlanta Falcons offer him.
1: They Arthur Blank will go after $40 million a year. <laughs> he just signed an extension last year for $112.5 million. I would say after Smart, it would be hardball if we're going right now at yeah. two. Three, I look at right now, uh, probably Kalen DeBoer, just from what he's done. Yeah. From his 25 and. Yeah, I mean, they office just office had a twenty-plus game winning streak snapped. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a fact the other day, right before the national title, it was like three. Washington was the third team in to the was the third team in college football history to go into the title with a twenty-plus game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Previous two teams both lost, and obviously yeah. they lost. So, uh, I go DeBoer right after that three or uh, four would be probably. Um, Steve Sarkeesian, yeah, um, and then That's, I'd say Dan Lanning. After that, five outside mm-hmm. of that, honorable mention probably Ryan Day, but just from what you know, he just hasn't been able to get over the hump yet.
2: Yeah, I think after, I think after that, there's a lot of guys who are call, kind of all in that mix of they're they have the potential to reach the top, but they're not there yet. You know, yeah, um, you're Lincoln, Tate, you're, Lincoln Riley, you Lincoln Riley, Mike Orville, Brian Kelly. You know, you got a lot of guys who have shown flashes. Gabo Sweeney. And have, uh, yeah, yeah, Dabo's. I yeah. will
1: give Dabo my props for as kooky yeah. and funny as he is, you know, and has his denial. From where they started this year, just a dreadful, awful start. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot, of felt like a lot of turmoil going on. Yeah. I mean, they finished with nine wins this year. I mean, I will give credit where credit's due for the Clemson Tigers. They really, they, fe- they felt, they seemed to find something with Klubnik and some mm-hmm. sort of play calling, like with um, you know the OC, I forget his
2: name. The uh, guy. Um. Oh, the T.C. Riley. What
1: well, they got, Riley? The Riley yeah. OC, and you know with Dabo, I think they finally figured out something. that got their offense in rhythm, and they finished out the year really strong with a nice bowl game win. But so Sweeney's right there. But um, yeah, that's my five. Um, it's really interesting now if we're looking post, you know, now the coaches who's in the league now. Yeah from an alabama perspective you know you obviously you got you have a dc opening you have yep. a head coaching spot and i and you have tommy reese who's now there who's still the oc but you know will he still be there that's going to be determined mm-hmm. um um so with the transfer portal ending i don't know if you realize this i think we might have mentioned this here but um you know the transfer portal coming up to a close i don't know the exact date for this this cycle but mm-hmm with the coaching uh change the NCAA rule and the SEC rule is now the um the conference will open a 30 day window mm-hmm. for all for all players that want to leave, you know enter the portal yeah. they get now an additional 30 day window with saving gone which means now now you're going to get guys like Georgia and other yeah. teams big time programs going to go swoop in yeah and, you know, now you have this cycle, the thirty-day window plus mm. spring cycle yeah. to do. It's going to be. Uh, you're you might. I would not be surprised if you see a couple guys that are well-known names, probably abandon ship mm. or jump ship. I mean, they lost just, the commit I, tonight. Yeah, it's they lost a surprising. They lost. They've already lost a couple guys so to the draft to the portal, like Earl Little uh, and Malik yep. Benson, and they lost Eli Holstein to Pitt. Who was supposed to be one of the next up-and-coming quarterbacks in that group. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens next. Um, I don't know how do you feel about that? If you're I know I was told or I saw and I wasn't told anything, but I saw that I guess the staff administration mm-hmm. told the players that hey, you know, um, why don't just give it. Mm -hmm. give us the time 72 hours wait for the coaching change before you start making any moves don't just Mm -hmm. jump right now even though they have every right to so it'll be interesting to see that that perspective
2: i I think we'll see a mix of both i say i i think tomorrow we're gonna get a couple guys you're gonna hear a couple names that wow that guy's entering the portal or that guy's declaring for the draft a little bit early you're gonna see that tomorrow Mm -hmm. um and then i think everything depends on friday and saturday because i think friday or saturday they're gonna announce the guy Yes. I so I at least their goal is to have it by then. If they next seventy two hours is what the report is, I'm telling you, if they don't have a guy by Saturday night, then I've they, 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 there's a problem. That, I've they're seen they're reports
1: not, that they'll have someone. They will have an announcement by either tomorrow, as early as tomorrow.
2: Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying though. If there isn't a guy by the at the end of Saturday, I would imagine they had people say no. Yeah. Like, I a mean, guys, like guys.
1: And you know, you look at big time guys that mm-hmm. are there right now, but are younger guys, so they have years of eligibility, like the like Caleb Downs, first pick. Yeah. Heavily, heavily try, recruited by Georgia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we know anything about Kirby Smart in that group, they will not quit. Ask KJ Bolden. Ask yeah. Florida State fans how I mean KJ Bolden yeah. was committed since August, I think. Mm-hmm. All the way but, you know, you keep – you just keep on going after these guys even though they're committed. And then you look at that he flips at the end. I mean, look at guys. Yeah. I mean, Caleb – I mean, even – I think Smart told KJ Bolden, like, I'm not going to let another guy out of the state of Georgia leave. And that's what happened to Caleb Downs. He, you know, left – got – got away from Smart. So you look guys yeah. like that. There's other guys out there, you know, who are big-time guys. Will they yeah. also – teams go get them. Like, I know – you know, there's talks like Florida people want to see if they can maybe go out and try to get Isaiah Bond, who was in the same yeah. recruiting class with Evan Stewart. They both uh-huh. had the same visit at the same time
2: yeah. when
1: they were on their recruiting stuff. So there's a lot of guys out there that – and you know with the NIL, the poaching game is at its finest mm-hmm. with some yeah. of these bigger schools. Georgia's, the Florida State's, the LSU's, the Ohio State's, the Michigan – Michigan, not really, but, you know, some of these big a They'll go get them. Yeah. They want them. Yeah. They got the pocket check. Checkbooks out. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So before we move on, we'll go into the coaches list because obviously the header says who will be the next mm-hmm. head coach for Alabama. Dylan, who are we looking at? I mean, do I know we've seen guys
2: like it's 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 Alabama. So really when you look at a list of names, it's more or less they name every coach who's in the top ten coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of the two, I would say the three guys that are considered untouchables right now, for a variety of reasons. But um, the only guys you're not hearing in conversation are Smart, Harbaugh, and Day. Those are the only three guys you're not hearing anything about. But every other coach who's considered a quality coach is pretty much being discussed as available. Yes. Now you're hearing, you know, you're hearing Norvell, um, Sarkeesian, Lane, um, you know, Lanning, Deboer. You're hearing every name. I think though. Just to give you some, you know, just play with me here. I think there's a clear-cut guy. I think there's a guy who they've had a clear idea for years ahead of time. And I think there's a guy who, if offered, would say yes tomorrow. Or like yesterday, he would have said it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that guy's Dabo Sweeney. I the I,
1: Fans fans don't like him. They were cheering. They
2: said no, Dabo. They say no to Dabo. They said but anyone they but Dabo. Say. I mean, I don't know how much of a say they have, but... Uh, Zero. But... um, (laughs) We're talking about a fan base that, no offense, but there were guys who were rooting to fire Nick Saban after they lost to Texas. Like, you know what I mean? You don't listen to the fans. Um, But the thing is, with with Jabo Sweeney, you got a guy who's born in Alabama, raised in Alabama, raised an Alabama fan, went went to Alabama, played at Alabama, coached at Alabama for eight years, won a national title as a player. And, I mean... It pretty much, if there's a guy
1: that says who, Alabama, it's it Dabo Sweeney. You know, he has been having that little bit of up and down at Clemson. Um, yeah, there's talks that you know them and him and mm-hmm. the administrations isn't on the best terms right now. So yeah, it will be very interesting. Oh, God, I wish my camera would. Have I just fade out. Like that.
2: To to me, I think that's the guy. His spy out's not crazy. Seven, <laughs> Seven and a half million dollars. He. You know he's going through his thing at Clemson right now, but like, no offense, but he could walk into Alabama tomorrow, and he's the kind of guy who could build him back into a down on a national title contender. But you know, there's yeah. any coach who could do it. I mean, there's why why couldn't Dabo? He did it at Clemson, which to me is harder to do than Alabama
1: for sure. In a time also when the transfer portal wasn't really a thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I I think obviously he was anti portal, but I I would I would imagine going into Alabama. Yeah, it's way easier to recruit. I mean,
1: obviously, I, you know the betting favorite Dan Lanning.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't Lanning see. comes from that tree.
1: Yeah. My only thing is with him, and I know money screams, money talks. I know the buyout is twenty million. Yeah. You know, again, like we were saying, Bama is. Mm-hmm. You know, money's not an issue. It's but a, yeah. It's not an issue. My only thing is with landing. He's been he's said multiple times. I mean, he just took the job last year. Just finished his second well, full year.
2: Yeah, he finished and, his second season, yeah.
1: And you know, they're doing really well in the rankings. They're currently they're 5th overall. They're 6th mm-hmm. in recruiting ranking in the like high school recruiting. 25th in the transfer. So like he's getting guys and I don't know. Like he said, like he doesn't want to leave. He has no interest. Like he wants to stay in or build Oregon yeah. up to, you know, that national, you know, title team. Mm-hmm. I look at guys like, you know, Sweeney's obviously a really good one. I think. Yeah. My only thing with him is, is that he just doesn't want to use the portal. And yeah, if he's not no, going to use mean- the portal. What's the, you know, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at guy. I look at my two guys that I would scream if I'm not – if Lanning ends up turning it down would be DeBoer. You've seen what he's done with everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, Washington did extremely well. Um, he was at a lower end school before that. Yeah. It's done, he wins everywhere he goes. So you look at him, you know, losing a lot of guys, Washington is, and, you know – why not just go where Bama's at, reload with all what they have, and just yeah. keep going right there. You know, or you know, we look at Mike Norbell. Mm-hmm. Just only because the buyout's low. Yeah, he does an extremely good job at turning teams around, mm-hmm. keeping the ship upright. I mean, what he took over at Florida State was a mess. What yeah. Willie Taggart did to just Jimbo Fisher started it. Willie Taggart just completely dug it deeper. So what yeah. he's done to resurrect that program has been nothing short of great. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen what – you know, they're losing a crap ton of guys. I know they're bringing in some guys out of the portal, some good names. But, I mean, nobody wants to turn down that Bama job. I look at that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to be anything. Yeah. Glenn Schumann's someone to keep an eye on. D.C., Georgia. it was? he's out of that – he's out of that Bama tree or yeah. that – tree, so maybe that. But I just like it Deboer if if Lanning's the clear guy. What do you think of um
2: uh NFL guys? The
1: only names I've really seen would be Dan Quinn, uh Mike Vrabel, possibly. D'Amico, D'Amico Ryans is another D'Amico guy. Uh, I, I, if
2: there to me, if there's a guy who I I just don't
1: know if Damico Ryan's like some of these guys, like that are really good names, like they're just starting out realistically.
2: That's why I would imagine there's a chance with him because you got a guy who is an Alabama alum who's doing a really good job and he's doing a great job. I mean, he turned a Texas team around, you can snag him for nothing. I I just think like what he's got, then
1: that entire franchise turned around in just one season. Not even one season yet because they're still playing. They're going to the play. They play Sunday, I believe. Uh, could be wrong. But though, but
2: but to me, if there's a guy who, I think there's two types of candidates we're looking at. Right? We're looking at smart guys. But, let me get the camera focus. Uh, there's guys who you know the the university will go. That's a good. That's a good football coach. You know, they, he meets all the criteria. And then there's one that fans will love. Right? And yeah. I think it depends on which one they're going for. Because if you're wanting to go for the fans. I think Ryan's is without a doubt the top guy they could grab. There's no guy who For the fan sure. base would be more in love with. I
1: mean, his defensive defensive paralysis, mm-hmm. I mean, what he did with San Francisco, what he's done with the Texans, yeah, he's really well done. Um he's I just think al- that he Alabama doesn't wanna, all, pro, all American. I don't think I think the Texans would match whatever they're gonna give him. Plus yeah. what he's got. I mean, he's got CJ Stroud, mm-hmm. he's got a good young defense, and he's got some well good veterans on that front too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Texans are probably another receiver away, a receiver and some couple defenders just because, you know, that can look up, get reps behind these veterans yeah. being legit for years to come. So I don't think he wants to leave that. I'm telling, I think landing's a clear choice, like I've been keep saying. But if we're looking for backups, say he's like, mm-hmm. the money's awesome, but I like what I'm building here. I'm going to yeah. continue it out. Yeah, I think I mean, DeBoer, I just, It comes down I, to DeBoer, Sweeney, yeah. and Norvell for me. Those yeah. are my three. Guys.
2: I, no, I get it. I I think Sweeney's the clear cut guy for me because I think he's just the guy who he matches the profile the most. He is on the list. He's the only guy I think we can both agree, clear cut, no doubt, would say yes. Yeah, there was no chance where they go. I have unfinished business at my prior school or like he's done that already. I'm still he's done it, and not only that, but Alabama's his home. That's his first love, and <laughs> sweet. I mean, it, it, I I mean, it, you know, it's hard to say, but like, they talk about they've been talking about it since the day he showed up, and you know, won ten games. His worst season at Clemson is a nine-win season. We as bad about as ball? they will start, yeah, the finishes really well. So, mm-hmm. and you know, to me, if there's a guy who I think, number one, just like follows in the path of how. Not just Alabama fans, but the the school, like the you know, the president, the boosters, how everybody likes how Nick Saban runs it. Then I think the guy they would want is Dabo Sweeney, because he's a guy who comes in with a proven track record. Like his records, one hundred and seventy and forty three at Clemson. I mean, there's not like you know, I mean, there's not a lot of guys either
1: to, though. If if he's maybe the next domino to fall, mm-hmm. as first as like maybe just doesn't want to do this anymore. You know, we he's yeah come out before and well, said. He does. He expresses he doesn't like where this state of college football is going. He doesn't like I, the transfer portal and how it is. I would agree with you if he was not still kind of young. True. He's but a, you know football. to be fair, like he's made his money. He's won his yeah. titles.
2: I mean, what else do you want to do? Move back to Sweet Home, Alabama, and just- take yeah, take home take home his his first love. I would just say though for
1: the Sweeney thing, and I think Sweeney's a great option. Yeah, Bama is about up here. Mm-hmm. Clemson's like right there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tiers to this. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's gonna have to again use the portal because yeah, at Bama you use the portal. You're gonna have to mm-hmm. recruit now against got against LSU, the Texas's of the world, Texas a And M's of the well, world. I mean,
2: they, they're, they're yeah, but, like, or they were already recruiting against those guys.
1: And he was losing. He hasn't been getting yeah. the recruit now as he used to.
2: But I think that would be the biggest reason I could see the jump is him going. I think he's like, I think the brand is tainted at Clemson. Going to Alabama is almost like a restart. Maybe. With his, you know what I mean? I th- I think to me, it makes could sense. Be. We'll see. I bet Clemson fans probably hate me now. Well, Actually, though, every single time you talk to Clemson fans, they're like, dude, the day Nick Saban retires is the scariest day of their lives. Yeah. Because Dabo will say yes. If that's how Ole this fans are feeling it's probably too. I just don't yeah, think Kiffin's going to be going anywhere. I don't, think, I don't anywhere. think Kiffin does it. I also don't think Alabama. I know they keep saying it. I don't think Alabama wants Kiffin because, like, that dude has a ceiling to be. Maybe. And His ceiling is not a national. Champion. We'll
1: see how he does this year. You know, like yeah, they should be competing, but we'll see how they do with all these portal people coming in. Yeah. So, you know, like the news has been saying, if you've been following mm-hmm. along on social media and stuff, yeah, you know, they should be expecting somebody within the next day or two. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll keep up there. Uh, but we will move on to um a national championship game that was played. Oh, um, yeah. Among sense. all of this other stuff that's been happening, like there was a game played on Monday night. Um, wasn't probably the most best played game uh mm-hmm. in the world. Um, but we had a game nonetheless, yeah. and it was Michigan dominating Washington. 34 to 13 was the final. Mm-hmm. You know, Michigan from the jump. It was my biggest concern coming into this game where I felt like you know the line of scrimmage was going to be the de facto biggest reason yeah. for either team to have success. You have a Washington team that comes in the Joe Mora winning O-line. I didn't agree with that decision. I think they're <laughs> undersized at the O-line actually yeah. had like one guy. And if they were going, if they could somehow do what they did against Texas and just keep Michael Penix upright, they'd be fine. You know, yeah. don't limit the pressures, let him have time in the pocket and do Let him do what he does. And,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: or there was going to be the other side where Michigan was just going to terrorize and blitz and dominate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, they didn't blitz that much. They no, rushed four yeah. and they did that. They got home to Michael Penix. They honestly didn't even really get sacked. I think Penix only got sacked once. Yeah. they the just problem got pressure. was, yeah, the problem was here, if I can find it, he got pressured. Let's see. Where is that? Here we go. Uh da, da 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 sacks. One sack. I can't find where it says pressures, but he got pressured probably ten plus times. Yeah. More than that. I mean, Michael Penix couldn't even stand by the end of the game. The yeah. amount of just hit shots he was taking after yeah. each play was over was just crazy to yeah.
2: me. How yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. The biggest thing that shocked me though. Was the fact that pretty much Michigan's defense went out and said, hey, we're going to run two high safeties and we're just going to test us. Yes. Can you beat our safeties? And guess what? They couldn't. No. I mean, it it, it was was, one of those situations where like, there would be guys with space and Penix could not hit the throw. So... It was just because I'm like, the pressure,
1: I don't know if the internal clock in his head just completely started messing with him. Yeah. Because he was forcing throws Mm -hmm. that weren't there. Yep. When you would see in the replay, like, he would force one throw, Mm -hmm. and there would be, like, a a Dunze or Polk or McMillan would be wide open. Just if he, like, stood there and turned and looked at his second read, I mean, we have a touchdown. Mm -hmm. I mean, and to be fair on his part, I mean – Receivers, drops, missed throws. Bad. Yeah, there was some bad drops in there, too. There were some bad drops. It's like, what are we doing? There was a big one when in the game was still a seven-point game. It yeah. was a third down and like five-ish from mm-hmm. – It was like in the Michigan the like about, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. It was just a little halfback dump, dump to the halfback. Guy turns, to look ahead of the field and drops it. I mean, he would have had yep. the first – stuff like that, I mean. It's too and- many of those. They weren't getting breaks off by the refs. Some because there were some yeah. holds that were called. Now, we're to the ACC, the, uh, the ACC officiating strikes again. They did it against. Yeah. They did it in the Florida Florida State game. They did it in the Georgia Georgia Tech game. They've done it in this game. They've done. it I mean, in numerous
2: games. Like it's, it's <laughs> we've been saying it for years. Everybody thinks we're crazy, but I'm like, guys, ACC no, reps are the worst thing on it's the. Bad. It's They bad. don't know and anything. They.
1: I mean, Michigan was getting away with just some yeah. blatant holds, and then the biggest play, in my opinion, in the game in that second half—that a big what if—a mm-hmm. seven-point game, Washington hits a finally gets a deep shot down the field, yeah. like a thirty-two-yard gain to a Dunze, and they get called for a holding, and it's yeah. a it's a little—I mean, I thought it was a hold. Yeah, some people could argue it wasn't. But the biggest yeah. thing biggest thing was though that there was a clear hold that should have been called a cold or a pass interference should have been called on believe it uh will johnson might have been covering him on a Dunze on that throw yeah that didn't get called and and it's like what how are we missing that i mean Mm -hmm. that should have been offsetting or something like that there were a
2: couple yeah and
1: then a couple and late in the fourth on that big throw which set it up to score, make it 27-13. That big throw to, I think it was Loveland. A clear hold. Clear hold. I believe it was on Trice. What are, I mean, you can't miss that kind of stuff if you're an officiating crew and a national championship officiating
2: crew. Yep. So I, I would guess the ACC refs aren't coming back. But no. <laughs> maybe the Pac-12 refs will be hired as full-time uh, postseason refs. Yeah. They'll have no biases. I will say, and... It caught my eye as soon as I
1: saw it. I mean, the line of scrimmage as I started this whole thing was going to be the de facto, um, aside from keeping Penix upright, I mean, if Michigan wanted to, I then my biggest concern was going into this game also, related, tied in with that line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Michigan's run game, I mean, they love to run the football. That is what they are. They are a ground-and-pound, yeah. punch-you-in-the-mouth team that bullies you. Washington mm-hmm. gives about almost five yards of carry going into the game. Michigan averaged checks notes eight yards a carry on the ground yep they had a hundred and seventy four yards rushing yep. after one quarter yep after the
2: first quarter yeah so and I mean I, I'll, I'll speak I'll speak for myself uh Monday national championship was my bir- my twenty first birthday by the way Very so nice. thank you, thank you. so I was out eating dinner, you know having a nice drink for my first legal drink at and, you know, you know, and I'm watching the game. On the TV, and it just looks like you know they can't be stopped. No, when I'm watching, when I'm watching Michigan on offense, when they decided, hey, we're gonna run the ball, they, Washington couldn't do anything at all. They couldn't, they they couldn't get pressure on JJ McCarthy. They couldn't get, they couldn't do anything. They got they home, I think, like twice. Yeah, and JJ McCarthy looked terrible too. So
1: like ten of eighteen, barely over hundred yards. I mean, that's what annoys me. Some, and I there's a question we'll talk about later. It's just the fact that they, like, they everyone thinks that J.J. McCarthy is, like, this, like, next, cu- second coming of God. He's an average quarterback that happens to just live off a really good run game and a really good O-line that can make throws when needed, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But yeah. to put him in a level where, you know – the Caleb Williamses, the Drake Mays, the Bo Nix's, the Michael Pennixes mm-hmm. the Quinn Ewers, so Carson Beck's. He's not. He's not there. Yeah. He is an average quarterback. He threw for 140 yards in a game where they ran the ball for 303 yards. Yeah. Like, like I understand. Like he just wasn't needed, and that's fine. But don't mm-hmm. make him as if he's like
2: the next Peyton Manning to come out. Or- he's not, he's not, he's not even compared to Michigan guys. People saying he's one of the best Michigan quarterbacks. It's like Tom. I saying United he's guys. the best,
1: next best quarter. He's the core, best quarterback of all time. It's
2: like,
1: <laughs> he's the greatest quarterback
2: at Michigan. It's like, it's like, it's like, sorry, Jim, I got to be honest with you. You're, you were better than he was. If yeah. we're being honest with ourselves. And, you
1: know, he may come back next year.
2: We'll see. He hasn't announced anything yet. But, you uh, know. No, he's got to According to the NFL draft experts, he's the fifth best quarterback in the class. Get that. Is, I mean, just get it out of here. Game. He is undraftable, in my opinion.
1: Um, It'll be interesting if he ends up going this year where he lines up. But, you know, just Pat, some quick little great stats here for you. As some people call it, Josh Bate would call it padlock stat. Yeah. The run game. The line of scrimmage, as I've been saying all night. 46 yards for Washington running the ball, 303 for Michigan. Washington averaged almost under two and a half yards a carry. Like I said, Michigan, eight yards carry at one point. It was 12.5 yards a carry they were averaging. (laughs) Michael Penix really struggled down the stretch. Mm -hmm. I mean, the two picks were big. The penalties, five for 30. Um, Number 73 uh, for Washington, uh, O-lineman. Uh, get him off the field. Too many penalties by him. He had like three by himself and like one drive. So can't have that. Yeah. It was just complete utter domination. Um, It felt like another classic game where a Pac-12 team goes up against a mighty big-time team from the Big Ten or the a- the SEC
0: mm-hmm. and gets
1: mollywopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? We saw this with Oregon-Ohio State a couple of years ago in the national championship game. We saw yep. this last year with Oregon and Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen this USC in Alabama, yeah, um, at Washington, Alabama, early 2016 playoff. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before, yeah, and it's nothing against Washington. You know, they they play how the win, how they, they're against their opponents, they typically play, yeah, but it just felt like, you know, as soon as even when they cut it to seven at going into half. It didn't feel like that, though. It didn't feel like that, and then as soon as they threw the pick on the first play, it was like, geez, here we go. And I will would, give credit Washington's defense here. Yeah, They, they did a good job after a, a treacherously horrible start. Mm-hmm. They settled in nicely, Yeah, and they gave Washington a chance. It's just Washington's offense could not do anything.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, I, I'll speak for myself. Second half of the game, it, it was like, especially after it was like what eight minutes left in the third quarter at that point i was like oh they're not coming back and not only they're not coming back i was like i'm more interested to see if we get this college football commercial this game commercial yeah we'll get to ea point. later we'll get on. To it later but like there was a point in that game where i was like it's like it's not even yeah i it, mean i was it's not, it's not just it's a it, it wasn't like a blowout on like the scoreboard but it felt like it it felt like it and it looked like it when you're watching it the scoreboard didn't reflect it but like you'd watch it and you'd be like oh, these two teams aren't similar it it stinks because
1: there are teams out there that would have given michigan a hell of a lot better of a fight if not yeah. beat them um you know but uh, you know listen credit to michigan they they played the, the cards that they were given they, they, played, they played, them played them
2: well, well. Played yeah them I well mean, and they did what all they needed to do. I mean, like they made they made two guys who strange people out there thought were Heisman contenders, but you know Heisman, Heisman contenders no less. They made them look, you know, okay, average, average very average, sub average. I mean, Michael Penix absolutely sh- Heisman contender. That's not. I was talking about Jalen Milrow to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't know why people thought he was Heisman contender. That's a separate story. But they made Milrow look, bleh. They made. No. Penics look below average. What's crazy
1: is so, like, they blitzed Miller to death in this game. They rushed four and still got home.
2: Yeah. Not even
1: getting sacks, just pressure. mm. And it showed, but a very ugly game, though. I mean, both teams combined for this one. You ready for this one? Yeah. Three of 24
2: combined on third downs between the two teams. Too fair, though. There was points in that game where Michigan just said they didn't even get to third down. They would just. Get they get to like uh, first, it they, they would be like first down and they'd get eight yards. It was like, Oh, whatever.
1: Very. Um, it was just a very sloppy game. And that felt like I said this after our, our recap for the playoff games, mm-hmm. a very sloppy playoff national title between yeah. every team involved. Like there were times where it's like either it's just bad football being played. And mm-hmm. even, and I love good, good defensive battle. I love good offensive shootout, but like, yeah, You can tell when there's that, and then there's a game where teams are shooting themselves in the foot with penalties, with drops, with mistakes, and then there's just sloppy bad football being played. That's what this game kind of felt like for a lot of it. And I
2: mean, yeah, it kind of just felt like there was one team who for one quarter fell asleep at the wheel and then realized like, what are we doing? And took advantage. That's, That's how it felt to me. It it really did feel like Washington took advantage of Michigan just slowing down and deciding, hey, why don't we just throw the ball for a little bit? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they got, they got, they got, they made the game look close for a minute, but then, you know, reality set back in.
1: For sure. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give, we'll give our props to Michigan.
2: Yeah. They did.
1: They don't, I think they only have like two, five stars like on their team. Like mm -hmm. they're a team that this team is built was through. And out to outside the top 10 recruiting class, like this yeah. is a not a like a crazy heavily recruited breaking class. Nope. That it's just a veteran-led player-led group that mm-hmm. just decided to say, listen, we're not gonna let the happen back in 21 happen again. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna let what happened last year happen again. We're gonna finish yep. what we started and we're gonna finally we're gonna beat Ohio State again. We're gonna take care of that. All the ups and downs. Now will now the NCAA. Still has to go through an investigation there, but yeah, you know, they overcame the investigation. Mm-hmm. Their coach got suspended twice. They beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. They go, they finally get over that playoff game hump and they beat Alabama. And then they go and finish it off against Washington. And you know, listen, you play the cards you're dealt and you play yeah. them right. There you go. You're going to win a lot of a games national like championship. that. So, um, credit to guys like you know. Blake Coram and mm. Roman Wilson, JJ McCarthy, and Donovan Edwards and guys on that outside like Mike uh, Sanderstill and yeah. uh, Will Johnson and Chris Jenkins and a lot of these guys like that stayed around. Mm. Said we want to finish this, we're gonna get it done here. Yeah. Um credit to them. Any
2: final thoughts here before we move on? Um, no, I think you hit everything right on the nail there. The only other thing I have to say is, you know. Congrats to Jim Harbaugh finally getting over that hump, winning that national championship, and Michigan winning their first national championship since '97 and the first outright since the Korean War. Hell yeah!
1: Anyway, we're moving on. Transfer portal news. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick update with everything, yep. you know, because all this craziness that's happening. We have player news. It's only going to get crazier with now Saban being gone. Yep. So just an update. Uh, we got Will Howard. To Ohio State. We got mm-hmm. Quinshawn Junkins. This was the big one. I'll come back to you. I'm gonna circle back to the mirror in a second. Yep. He goes from Ole Miss to Ohio State. One of the crazier transfer portal people in this cycle, to me. Jaden yeah. uh, Jayden, uh M- Mavia. Mavia? Mm-hmm.
2: I, know say it. Please watch no, I know you're apologize. talking about. I know you're talking about yep.
1: freshman Mountain West player of the year. Yep. Quarterback out of UNLV. So the night of the national championship game, mm-hmm. excuse me, he commits to Georgia. Yep. USC and Georgia had been, were going after him. Excuse me. And then today, D commits and commits to USC. The funny thing is, classes started yesterday for Georgia. Yeah. Apparently, he's so he commits to USC, but he's still talking to Georgia people. He's still in touch with them. So yep. I don't know where that's going, but right now he's supposed to be at USC. So there's that Julian Fleming, Ohio state wide receiver who you we were wondering, a lot of mm-hmm. people, Chris followed him to Penn state. That's where he ended up. So yep. he's not going to be a crazy difference maker as far as like that Penn state offense, transcending them in anything. But I think yep. it brings in a good championship level, you know, a good, you know, mindset. Like I know how it's done at the perennial, a team that owns you guys. Mm-hmm. This is how it's done. So maybe he brings in a good role on a leadership role there. Yep. Uh, quarterback out of Albany, Reese Poffenberger, Barger, saw my that name Miami mm. has got a quarterback. Um, as we all know, because Van yep. Dyke's heading the portal, I think he mm. ended up somewhere else. Actually, I just don't remember. Um, uh, Emory- oh, yes, yep, Emery Williams. Yep. is I'm not sure what's happening with him, I know he's still coming over that injury. So, he
2: has not entered the portal though. I doubt it. he is, I know he's still injured. So yep. uh
1: but Poffenberger at Albany, mm. 6,613 passing yards. He is responsible of 68 touchdowns in just mm. two seasons. So he's got some stuff. Um we've seen guys come out of Albany sports yeah. tra- transfer other places like Jared Verse. He's yep. the big one uh that these guys can play. So we'll see how he does down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um Malachi Nelson, who was the number one overall prospect last year, um, yep. who was at USC, who was probably in line to start next year at USC, decides to decommit. Well, that's, well, that's he was the... supposed to be in a running in a, a competition. Hmm. He so, was the
2: second stringer. He was the second stringer, but he fell. He fell. They're saying that he did not. Pan there was out something well,
1: that there. Lincoln Riley just didn't. I guess there was a lot of, like Lincoln Riley just probably thought like he's just not the guy. Mm-hmm. Something like that, and you, um, you see what Moore does after, Thompson yeah, and plays the way he did, or Miller, Mason, uh, Mason mm-hmm. Miller, play after crazy stuff. So, yeah, uh, Malachi Nelson goes from USC to Boise State. Mm-hmm. Earl litter, Earl litter, Earl Little Junior, and yep. Malik Benson head out from Alabama to Florida State, yep. and Florida
2: State also gets LSU wide receiver Jalen Brown. Florida State putting together a pretty good transfer class. Yes. Not a lot of guys, but a no. lot of like solid pickups. I mean, the biggest thing that stood out to me with the Malik Benson kid was that last year he was the number one JUCO player in the country. Transferred mm-hmm. to Alabama to play wide receiver, and you know we we know how this year went with Alabama when it came to wide receivers is none of the guys really got that a space one to shine. Spot. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody was given the amount of targets necessary really to shine, especially with the way. That offense at Alabama kind of was it was weird. It was like they ran a lot of QB, you know. Yeah. Well, he they, played a
1: Milrose strength. I think yeah, exactly.
2: And so a lot of those wide receivers, I would assume, just didn't mesh with that style. Yeah. So there's a couple guys. Pretty sure there was another wide receiver from Alabama who entered the portal and mm-hmm. might see another one in the next day or two.
1: Yeah. Um, so LSU. Uh, this is a non transfer portal news, but LSU picks up five star quarterback Bryce Underwood. He's the number mm-hmm. one overall prospect on the according to on or in the on three uh, industry pro prospect rankings. Mm-hmm. So, LSU gets another big time quarterback recruit. Um, yeah, you know, you know, they have obviously they just won the Heisman Jaden Daniels, Joe Burrow won it a couple years ago. They have Nussmeyer coming in, he'll play the starter going into this year. So, we'll see. Obviously. It's far from over. Verbal commits mean nothing these days, so we'll see if he
2: actually signs when the time comes. Honestly, at this point, signing doesn't even mean everything. Yet. We no, gotta because you have the transfer. You gotta portal. see. You gotta see the guy on campus yeah. taking class. He needs
1: to be watching, moving, personally, yeah. and watch him go to first half classes. I mean,
2: I mean, you saw, you saw. I don't know if you saw it, but Marvin Jones Jr., you know, the transfer from Georgia to Florida State. People were freaking out that he was trying It's like he's in class. What are we doing right now? Yeah, he's on campus in class. His dad's tweeting like, "Guys, he he physically can't. he's he's in class." Like,
1: what's funny was
2: that during the Orange Bowl, he
1: was on like the Georgia sideline. Yeah, still, which was yeah, the no, funny
2: they, part. We're talking about that. They're like, "Oh my god, is he is he going back to Georgia?" It's like, it's, right? He's already he already transferred. Like, <laughs> this is one of those situations. Like DJ Lundy, there's another guy. Yeah, who, he's coming back. He, was, he committed to Colorado. On Christmas Day, not just that, but he committed and then Colorado put out like the promo for him signing, but he never enrolled (laughs) and he just decided to go back to Florida State.
1: Let's listen. You play like MLS and you do that perfectly fine.
2: They probably, that's, that's one of the reasons why I really do think Alabama isn't going for Norvell is I would assume Norvell wouldn't go up to DJ Lenny and be like, come back. I'm leaving.
1: Maybe he's like, listen, I got a guy who's going to fill in here. Great guy. He's going to teach you guys well. It's Urban Meyer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> bringing Jimbo back home. Anyway, so one guy to watch is Talia Tungavailoa. Um, yes. This is funny. This one's kind of funny. So Maryland quarterback, all-time Big Ten passing record. Yep. Mm-hmm. I believe that stat is correct. Yes, it he is. He comes in, or he enters the portal. He is a senior. Mm-hmm. He is a fifth-year guy. Mm-hmm. He enters the portal. Problem is, he doesn't actually have any years of like remaining eligibility. Yeah. So he is asking the NCAA to grant him a sixth year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. And if it's granted, uh, a team to watch for that is Miami.
2: Yeah.
1: Miami needs a quarterback. They did just get uh, Reese Poffenberger from Albany, but you want to bring in? You can bring in another veteran guy, and yeah. also that. You know, his brother two is down there, the Dolphins. So it would work out I, well there.
2: I was I was going to say that because I remember reading something about, like, that if, if, if Talia ends up going down to Miami, don't be surprised if the NCAA starts an investigation down there involving tampering. Yeah, right. Because, no, um, like, it's legitimately, like, a real thing that could happen just because they could be, like, uh, somebody not involved with the Miami program was actively recruiting from an NF. You know what I mean? Because there's like mm-hmm. weird stuff about that. Yeah. Uh definitely something so, to look at. It'll be interesting
1: if they actually grant him next year. I think they will. Which is I mean they might not because they just granted Alex Bowman or Alec Bowman a seventh year. Yeah. For no I, reason at all.
2: It, when I was reading why he wanted his extra year of eligibility, it was because he played five games his freshman year in Alabama, but he played five snaps. They mm. were all knees. He took a knee every snap. I mean Why not? And
1: then you should have just not gone out there and had that extra year then.
2: Well, it was – he wasn't supposed to, but it was the game where Tua got hurt. Oh, yeah. That it wasn't – that's what he's trying to argue with them is that he didn't – he played five games, but one of the games he was only out there to honor his brother who had been injured. Gotcha. Um, We'll see if he actually gets it. I think he will. Because these he five. these
1: fifth, sixth, and seventh year guys are really, I think, hurting some of these younger guys. And that's why oh, for think sure. we're, I think that's also why you know the portal is what it is right now, is because I mean, you keep granting these guys all these years of eligibility. Like why not why would you stay? Yeah. If you're still gonna to sit back there and rot away. I mean, these some of you, you probably have some of these guys that are it's their third year and they're still probably not gonna start. Yep. I mean, if you're a quarterback at Oklahoma State. Why? Why would I want to stay around if I'm a guy, I'm a freshman or a sophomore? Mm-hmm. When I got a guy, it's gonna be his seventh year. Yeah, you know, what are we doing? You know, like that's that. That's when I would get a little frustrated, and that's why some of these boundaries. It's like these. Guys, once I think eventually all these COVID guys are out, I think we're gonna start to see a little normalcy again.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: until we just keep creating guys eligibility, well, why not? So yeah,
2: all right. No, we're gonna move on. Absolutely agree with you there, Hunter. Perfect.
1: Glad you agree with me. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to bust our uh, round through these uh, hot questions here because we're yeah. getting a little close on time here. Uh, so question one is, should Jim Harbaugh go to the NFL or stay mm-hmm. in college?
2: I think he should stay in college.
1: I agree. I think for the I, betterment of the sport. Mm-hmm.
2: I think the sport is better when Michigan is good. Keep an eye on,
1: though, if he leaves, guy like Caleb DeBoer, mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel. Yeah, just got fired from the Tennessee Titans today. I mean, look for guys like that. Possibly, Mike Vrabel
2: would not go to Michigan. I'm gonna stop you right there. That I think Vrabel
1: will stay in the Ohio NFL. Grad. True,
2: he will end up at Ohio State in two years.
1: I think he will end up at the Chargers actually this year, but that's for me. Mm, yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, anyway, that makes sense. I though. I do think yeah, I think college is where he's gonna be at. I think if he's smart, he'll stay. And uh, I think he is
2: personally. Yeah. I and, think he's corny. I think he's really corny, but I really do think he's a smart guy. He's a guy who knows what's at not what's at stake, but like when it comes to building your legacy, yeah, as a coach. You know what I mean? We all know you can coach well in the NFL. We all know, but all can you back up well. success
1: now mm-hmm. as you, the defending champions?
2: Exactly. Can you it's build something more than a one-year wonder at Michigan?
1: And I think that if. You know, if he stays, JJ McCarthy will probably stay. You'll still have Donovan Edwards, so you'll still have some of your key guys. But I think it starts at the top, and if he stays, I think everybody else will kind of follow. Yep. I think he's buzzing in now. (laughs) There we go. Anyway, all right. Next question: Where does JJ McCarthy rank among this year's quarterbacks? I think we started getting into this a little bit ago.
2: He is not in the top five or ten, dude. Let me just start right there. He is like twelve to fifteen. He is an average starter on a great team. Yes. He has great weapons. He has a fantastic defense. So he is constantly put in great positions. Yeah. That's how I feel about him. I don't think he is not... I mean, you, you just said it earlier. He he's, he's not Michael Penix. He's not Carson Beck. He's not Jordan Trout. He's none of those guys at the top. Quite frankly, he is more similar to Kyle McCord than anybody else. Yes. That's right. how I feel about him. And, and anybody who's saying he's a legitimate NFL starter, to me, is absolutely bonkers. Like, they got to reevaluate how they look at quarterbacks, to me. I mean, there's that guy guys... not start in the NFL. I mean, guys like... I would
1: put Dylan Gabriel yeah. ahead of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Noah, God. or... You know, there's... I just... He's in, like... I think he's in like the McCord. He's in the um like Jaden Daniel. Not I mean Jaden Daniels way better now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Jaden Daniels um, is much um, better. Um I think he I think he's Dylan Gabriel.
1: You know, I think he's in the Dylan Gabriel, the Dante Morse, the I Cam Dylan Risings,
2: Gabriel. the
1: Shador Sanders.
2: I think they're all he's in. I, I think game. they're all better than him though.
1: I just I think, think I, I think I'm not trying to so knack. JJ McCarthy, twenty-seven-one as a starter. He's he a knows how to win. But he, he makes throws not... when he needs to. He knows how to win yeah. when asked upon. Mm-hmm. But I just—I don't looking, think he's one of those guys. I just—it just drives me crazy when mm-hmm. we start comparing these him to guys that statistically are better, just have better athletic attributes, mm-hmm. will probably succeed in the league. Yeah. It just drives you crazy when we're comparing guys that when that not once this year was JJ McCarthy, except for maybe one time this year, the Alabama game, the fourth quarter, when he had to make a couple throws. Yeah. Other than that, I have not seen a guy. I haven't seen him make a time. There hasn't been any time where you're down 10 with nine minutes to go in the fourth. Mm
2: Got to have a drive. Got to get points here. You're not picking J.J. McCarthy to lead no. that drive. Not that's once not, have I no. seen
1: that. And, again, that's based off the fact that they never have been put in that spot. Yeah. Because the defense owns the – just dominates so well and that they run the ball like crazy, which is yeah. perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But just don't – why are we – can't be comparing. Comparing him to guys like yours, Beck, Penix, Daniels, Williams, Shador Sanders, you know, Drake May. May. Yeah. Just Stop. It's just, silly. it's just silly. It's like, very what are silly. Doing? Exactly. All right. Next question. Where does this Michigan team rank among the other 15 and 0 teams? I am not including Alabama's 2020 team, as far as even though they were one of the better great teams this mm-hmm. century. That was a 13 and 0 team in a COVID year. I'm talking yep. about LSU 2019. Clemson in
2: 2018.
1: Yes. Georgia 2022. And now Michigan
2: 2023. Probably dead last, dude. I would rank. I don't. I don't want to be like bad to them, but like to me, they have the worst quarterback of those teams. I'll put they, him third. Which team I gotta look
1: third? back at Clemson's. I don't think Clemson played a very strong record. They blew out score.
2: Alabama, forty-four to sixteen.
1: Well, I mean, Washington blew out Washington, or Michigan blew out Washington, and was undefeated. I just think no, from play. the schedule. Play. I gotta yeah, see who I, Clemson played because I don't think it was a very strong schedule.
2: I don't think it was a crazy schedule, but the way they just won that year. My mind you halfway through that season, they just switched quarterbacks.
1: Yes. Um, I would rank LSU Yeah, Georgia's, I mean uh, Michigan's Clemson's. Yeah. That's I mean, just I'm, me. I'm
2: looking back at they had some they didn't play the craziest schedule, but they had some no. crazy games. But they like they be um The ACC championship, they won sixty-two to seventeen. They beat Wake Forest, who won eight games that year, fifty-two to three. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I just think that from a you know from the outside distractions of the off the field issues to what this team did and how they did it mm -hmm. is a credit to them. I just if you're stacking them up against Georgia's that Georgia team from last year, even from the year before, Mm -hmm. you know that. The Alabama teams that I'm not including, yeah. the LSU team would destroy.
2: I, just I think they—they to... they, they maybe not they, destroy. They would they beat did them. They beat Louisville seventy-seven to sixteen.
1: Listen, like I'm saying, I just think that I don't think Clemson's record was, or I don't think they uh, played the most dominant schedule. Like, and Michigan did beat two top ten teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They did beat an Alabama team who beat Georgia, and then they beat Washington, who was undefeated. In, 14 and 0 so
2: no no i understand i just my 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 in my when i'm thinking about this that that team because i remember watching that clemson team yeah. very very much that year um outside of like one game they dominated every single team they played oh yeah 100 like their closest game was against uh, te- uh texas a&m team that finished in the top 10
1: I mean, it even was their different. playoff game against—I mean, oh, the, I mean the Ohio State game, the playoff game was—that
2: was that's a different season. That was it. Was that the? They they beat. Uh, that was in twenty nineteen when they lost to LSU. That's right. Twenty eighteen the, they beat. Twenty eighteen they beat Notre Dame thirty to three, and then oh, that's Alabama. right because
1: that was the year Georgia got in. Yeah.
2: Yep. And then they beat Alabama forty four yeah, to sixteen. That's right. Yeah. Now that and team I still don't
1: get over the fact that they left the Georgia team out who had lost to their only losses were to uh it was LSU and
2: uh I think it was what LSU and
1: LSU Alabama? and Alabama in the final yeah. and the yeah. Bama game they blew a 14 point lead against so in yeah. the fact they put in a Notre Dame team with a cupcake of a schedule just cuz they were undefeated a non power 5 team cuz they're independent I don't
2: think Notre Dame was Notre Dame was not undefeated that year if I'm right
1: no, they were because that's the only reason why. Their name was the
2: four. No, they weren't yeah, they were on a Yeah. Yeah, that's 12. the only reason no. why they
1: got in an, and it just drove me berserk. Yeah. I still and think, I said uh, they were gonna get blown out and they did. Yeah. Steve Higgins though, and freaking Trevor Lawrence Trevor. said, watch this.
2: I mean, I know you don't I mean you just upset. you think that I, I that that Clemson team was special that year.
1: For sure. For
2: sure. I do. I would pick them if I was like Vegas right now. I would if I was. I would think Vegas would probably put Clemson as four point favorites over this Michigan this year's Michigan's team. That Clemson team, yeah, just because they'd have the quarterback advantage, they have the wide receiver advantage. I'm pretty sure that year they had um, who's their running back that season. Trevor Etienne was it? Trevor. I mean, dude, yeah. that yeah. was a crazy team. Oh yeah, and
1: you know it showed up. So, all right, next question. How should Washington fans view this season? Success. I, I will say successful. For what you had coming back, you won the Alamo Bowl last year. You had a good season. Now you come back with everything. Yep. The games that they won wasn't always the prettiest, but they got it done. And mm-hmm. that, you know, you beat Oregon twice, you win the Pac-12 title, you win the Sugar Bowl, and you just ran into a better team. That's yep. all it really came down to. Came down to the line of scrimmage, and – uh I, I would view this
2: as a success for Washington. No, I absolutely I agree with you. I think, to me, I'm, I'm sitting here and I go, how could you not view it as a success? You had an undefeated regular season. You got to the playoff. You won a playoff game. You had a quarterback finish number two in the Heisman race. You had awards all across the board at every single position, guys nominated for something. This is one of those special years, and they just came up short, Yeah, which sucks. You know what I mean? It, it feels like you know. A lot of people feel you know certain ways about certain teams that you know that team was special and they just didn't get get it done that year. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, this is a team that Washington fan, Washington fans should talk about for a long time. Right? Yeah, because I no offense, I just don't think they're going to get another team like this for a minute.
1: No,
2: this team had a lot going for it.
1: I don't think, and I don't think that they're going to take a nosedive like TCU did no, this year. No, no, no.
2: I don't think they so should
1: be. It's because, you know, it's because a lot of people in comparing them to TCU were like, you know, they were just, they were getting by and then they Mm. got dog walked, molly walked into the, in the championship game. But TCU really fell off this year, five Mm. and seven. I think they went in. So I don't, I don't, you're not going to see that from Washington. They're too good. They're going to have guys come. They're going to have enough guys to, I think, win. Yeah. Um, Mark a calendar, so uh, Michigan-Washington rematch next year in Husky Stadium, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, because Will Rogers is going to be there. Will Rogers, Washington quarterback, he was at the game and warming up. So our final hot question here is, should EA be punished, just this is a funny one, for lying to us, blatantly, forming an alliance with ESPN just to get viewers in? Because... You knew ahead of time that this wasn't going to be a highly watched game more than mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. Just to fool all of us, passionate NCAA football players. Evil. Evil. Disgusting. Vile. Gross. Yeah. How many words do you want to go? Because this was unacceptable. I mean, it, this was, it was evil. I had to sit through I, and it watch a like evil, poor, a pathetic play of the second half because I thought I was going to get a release date commercial. And I, I don't even care
2: did. about a release date. I just care about seeing physically seeing something, yes. right? G- give us a cover athlete. Give us a fire, like a like a 15-second clip of gameplay, just of like cut-up shots from the game. Give me something. In the- you could have just said it releases July. I would have been like, oh my god, we're winning. Like
1: coming soon. Even yeah. I would have cared. Give me something. Just like even if it just says like college football, just the madness has just started, or something like that in yeah. coming soon. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That would have been awesome. That right? Or been even perfect. like if, even if it just said like July of twenty twenty four. Yeah. Madness comes like, soon. Like, oh, July of twenty twenty four. I'm in. Perfect. That's all I need. Yep. Mm-hmm. You didn't give it to me. You lied and I had to sit through as if I wasn't already, but you made me sit through and watch that. Ah, gross. So can't have it. Can't yep. all right. We'll move on as we come to a close here. Uh we're gonna do bowl mania update. Pin here somewhere. Here we go. All right, so where we left off, Dylan was in the lead by a measly two points. Mm-hmm. I think we left off with the, the Miami game, the pinstripe, or Pop-Tart goal. Well, we got through the Pop-Tart.
2: Yeah. And, oh, we got to the Alamo goal, so we started the 29th. So, yep. uh, you have your thing pulled up? Uh, One second. I'm trying to find it.
1: Okay. as so you pull that up? We'll get rolling. A lot. Okay. A I got to pull it up. All right. Here we go. Yeah. So the Gator Bowl was the first bowl on here. Uh, Clemson won. I had Clemson.
2: I had Clemson. Okay.
1: So there's points right there for Dylan and for uh, The Sun Bowl, Notre Dame just Notre put Dame. it on the Oregon State Beavers. Woo. I had Notre, Notre Dame, Dame as well. Yep. Another win for both. Uh, Iowa State slipping to Memphis. To be fair, Memphis played at home, so I mean that's not how was I supposed to.
2: Yeah, I to, I, I knew
1: I picked, ahead of time, but how was I supposed to know that Iowa State wasn't going to show up?
2: I picked I picked Iowa State. Sam.
1: I had Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. So did I. Liar! I know you nope. have
2: Ohio State. Nope, don't have Ohio State. Have don't Missouri. lie to me, Dylan.
1: Nope, don't I'm lie not lying.
2: Me. I'd have the next one wrong though. How about Missouri? All right.
1: Next game is the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Old Miss, I had. I had Penn State. Ha ha. Yes. Finally. Hunter cuts the lead to one. Here we go. <laughs> the Music Bowl. I had Maryland. I had Maryland too. Dang it. What's funny is some of these picks I had differently than another uh, Bowl Mania pick I was in. <laughs> like I had Auburn in that other one, yeah, but I had cool. Mar- Maryland here. The Orange Bowl. I know you picked Florida State. Yeah, I, I know that. Georgia. Just we don't even talk about that one. Woo! Anyway. Uh Arizona Bowl. I had Toledo.
2: Is that Toledo versus Wyoming? Yeah. I had Wyoming. You're such an asshole.
1: I know you didn't, but Yeah, I
2: did. Got it down right here, right liar. under Florida safe. I need
1: proof. Show us it's not real. Anyway. <laughs> the Reliant Quest Bowl. I had LSU beating Wisconsin. So did I. LSU, nice comeback win there. Mm-hmm. Held how generous of them. They shut out Wisconsin the fourth. They come back and win, and yep. then they fire their DC the next day. Let's go. Just so generous of them. Mm-hmm. All right. The Citrus Bowl, Tennessee and Iowa. You had Iowa. had Iowa. Don't even. I had Iowa. That was pathetic, and I told you it was. Yeah.
2: I thought I thought they'd be able to stop. Nope. I, I, I forgot their quarterback. I went in thinking Joe Milton was gonna play too. Yeah. He's at the draft right now, so don't even. Uh, we'll see if he's there, but you know. Right I now you had, you
1: gotta start a franchise. Joe Milton, JJ McCarthy, go.
2: Oh dude. Don't can't think about it. Gotta just say a name. Uh, Joe Milton. Okay. Anyway. Because I feel like if you have the right coach, maybe you could get something out of that.
1: I would maybe lean
2: J.J. McCarthy because he's a, he's a more accurate it, throwable. To me, to me, getting J.J. McCarthy is the same as getting like a backup. Like You could do better. Yeah. All right. Fiesta Bowl. I'm assuming both had Oregon. Yeah, we both had Oregon. Yes. Let's tally it up. I think you may have passed me there at the end.
1: I don't know. I think you're up by one unless I just mistallied. I should uh, Michigan-Rose Bowl. I had Michigan. I had Bama. I think you're up one right now. Yeah, I think I missed Tally. All right, so you're up one still. And then uh, Texas-Washington. I had Texas. I had Texas. So, and then uh, we didn't have a title game winner. Actually, I think we well, both
2: to Michigan, though. Yeah. We talk about the game. We well, won. we,
1: have, we won't count that one because I. You
2: know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a Tally. So. On
1: I think Dylan squeaks this year's edition out by one.
2: Oh, man. You know what that feels like? Winning. Wait.
1: Yep. Yeah. Dang, nabbit. One by one. Ah. God. Stupid. I'm going to blame. Who should I blame here?
2: I can tell you exactly who you need to blame. You need to blame uh, Toledo.
1: No. Well, I'm not going to blame Toledo because I give – Because Wyoming won, and I didn't know head coach was retiring after this year. We're going to blame mm, –
2: Nah. Maybe SMU. Uh,
1: no, I'm gonna blame. Choo choo cha cha. cha. I mean Alabama, blame.
2: Yeah, uh, but I mean,
1: I'm gonna blame uh, Iowa State because I didn't know you were just gonna show up and poop your pants like that. So you know. I
2: thought Iowa State. Though, Actually, right? I'm
1: gonna blame Louisville too. Louisville, what are we doing? Why? Why do we choke like that? <laughs> I so, Louisville too. All right, we're going to finish up here with uh, winners and losers of the week. We'll quickly give off a winner and a loser. Yeah. uh, Or two winners and two losers. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first winner is uh, Michigan. Obviously, more specifically, I'm going to go Blake Corum. Mm -hmm. uh, Finishing off a remarkable career at uh, Michigan. Yeah. He had a great game, had over 100 yards rushing, had a couple touchdowns. Mm -hmm. and uh, came back this year when he could have gone pro last year, comes back because he wants to win a title, and he does. He finishes off with the ring, so credit to him. And my second winner is anybody that despised Nick Saban or uh, was glad that he retired because congratulations, the boogeyman's gone Uh, for LSU, Georgia fans, Auburn fans uh, Mm -hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. The boogeyman's gone. The bad guy's gone. Tennessee. Yeah. Here we go. So, I guess congratulations to you, uh, and congrats to whoever's going to take that job. You know, future mm-hmm. winner of the week. Yeah, future. <laughs>
2: or loser, loser, depending on what well, who they pick. Well, not loser yet. That'd be yeah. later on. Well, I mean, if they come out and they're like, uh, we hired uh, someone dumb. You yeah. never know. Uh, right, my winner of the week is obviously the uh Michigan Wolverines specifically Jim Harbaugh getting that national championship proving to everybody in the country who's ever doubted him. Yep. That he could be a he could be a guy taking Michigan all the way, proved them wrong pretty pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um my other winner of the week, one less talked about but I still think it's important, uh Larry Fitzgerald and uh Randy Moss both getting yes, into the, of the Hall, Hall of Fame. Thing. Amazing news.
1: Yes, for sure.
2: Uh, Fanta- two fantastic guys, two future college football Hall of Famers, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald will be an NFL Hall of Famer one day. One so, day. you know, great news my, for guys.
1: My losers of the week are mm-hmm. EA for what you did. Can't have yeah. it. Won't yeah. have it. Won't Ridiculous. stand for that. Need better out of you. I just need a game by this summer. Mm-hmm. I don't care
2: if Dylan's on the cover. Just give me – Oh me, yeah, dude, I'd be a great cover athlete.
1: <laughs> pose real quick for here we go. Gonna get that pose. And my second loser is Georgia, because Georgia had a realistic shot of going to a three-peat this year. Yep. And they stumbled to a team that was they were much better than mm-hmm. against Alabama. They self-inflicted wounds. I've said all year: the only team that can beat Georgia is themselves, and it was yep. the self-inflicted wounds. Slash bad, piss-poor officiating, which killed them in that game. And they only lost by three, and the three ended up being the difference maker because of a self-inflicted wound on a field goal, false start field goal, backed them up, missed a field goal.
2: Yeah.
1: Nonetheless, if they win that game, I think you get a better national title game. I think you get – I think Georgia wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were favored. And forget which sportsbook came out and gave them gave us lines. Georgia was a three-point favorite, I think, against Michigan. So you yeah. saw—I mean, they were—I think they would end up beating them, but I think you would have got a much better game. But listen, you know all the people complaining. Well, if you—that was a playoff game and you lost, so I'm yeah. not going to moan. I'm not going to moan and cry about it from a fan's perspective. But you know, you had your shot, you didn't mm-hmm. get it.
2: You look forward to next year.
1: That's yeah. my
2: loser of the week, though. Uh, my losers of the week are excuse me, uh Washington's offense. Just offensive kind
1: of a, line more specifically, probably. yeah.
2: I would say their offensive line and the wide receivers too. Just um I don't say he had a good game. Yeah, but what's his oh, man, what's McMillan his and Polk didn't really yeah, have they a good both game. Both had some both had some kind of killer drops. And then um, I mean it's you know, we talked them to death already, but I think the biggest loser of the week is um whoever has to follow up Nick Saban's legacy. At Alabama. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you do, to me, you're gonna end up being a disappointment. Possibly. I mean, I don't know who's gonna be able to come in and win six national championships. Well, nobody's gonna do that. Exactly. Smart might but be that's the close standard, and that's an if. Yeah. So but that's the that's the standard that's been set. Yeah. So whatever comes after is disappointing. Correct. The next I could come in win six conference titles, two national champions, people will still say, well, he's not Saban. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you do. So to me, whoever takes that job, it's like you're going to get that money, but at the same time, it's like you're forever going to be in the shadow of who came before you. Correct. Not just before you, but directly before you. With yep. Saban, at least he had a couple coaches in between. Yeah. Him and uh, you know Paul Bear Bryant and even Gene Stallings were guy. You know, fans could go, well, you know what? Better than if we got Rich Rodriguez, for sure. For sure,
1: um, it'll be <laughs> interesting. Yeah, just because, but you, they should know going in. Like you know, he's they're not gonna, you know, live up to that kind of stature more than likely. So yeah, just the expectation, son. Still expect to compete at the I national mean, level, but you know, we're
2: talking about Alabama fans
1: for sure. That's well, yes, I know. It's like talking to a talking to a wall, and you're trying to get ask some people to do stuff. So.
2: No offense to any Alabama fans watching this, but you guys got people in your fan base who, man, you guys are crazy.
1: Well, I feel like every fan base should have this.
2: No, but, you, I mean, you talk to some Alabama fans, and it's like, wow. They're just talking out of their butt. You, you've seen that guy. You've seen that video of that guy at the SEC championship who was screaming, don't care about nothing but the tie. Hey, that's that's Don't Willie. give a piss about nothing but the
1: time. Oh yeah, listen, those are those. Listen, those are the finest Alabama folks. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll be uh, wrapping things up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, good episode tonight. Uh, yeah. Got it in our usual time, so good on our part. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast, watching on YouTube, liking the videos. The views have been there. Make sure the subscriptions. Uh, We're trying to get those up, so if you are watching and are not subscribed, hit that subscribe button below. It really helps us out. We would really appreciate if you did so. Also, listen on Spotify if you're doing so, but following as well. Uh, For College Football Talk, this is Hunter. This is Dylan. Signing off this time. We'll see you guys next week. Till then, have a good one. See you guys.